This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matt Pevel, the host of the show that puts you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, the Steelers organization, as they look to put together a winning roster, you know, in 2021 and beyond. Well, you're kind of sitting there going, Matt, that's the usual intro, and are we really getting a winning roster in 2021? Well, we're five, five and one. So it's not a losing record yet. It's not a losing record. So that's, 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 look, let's kick off with that one. We're not there yet. And, you know, the Steelers can still prove many of the doubters wrong. And I know that the, the odds get longer. And, you know, TJ Watt likely being out with COVID. And, you know, there's a few other issues, whether Joe Hayden plays or not. I think he hasn't practiced for now the second day in the row by the time this goes live to air um, on your Thursday afternoon. As everyone knows, I recalled this on my Thursday night. So it's about 9 p.m. down here, down under, um, and what have you there. But it, it's not an easy time to be a Steelers fan. Uh, I think Mike Tomlin's facing more pressure than he has bef- ever before uh, that we've seen. Uh, at least this season, you've seen players like Ryan Clark call people out um, and what have you. And, and you know, some people can that can grade on it, but at the end of the day, this still is defense. There's issues here. Uh, now, there's a great vertex from Jeff and Dave uh, that went live this week talking about Devin Bush and whether he's the problem or not. I think they've identified something that's pretty key here that I spoke about in Touchdown Under this week with Mark where we talked about the defensive line and the problems that that leaves. I recently listened in the last week week or so to a podcast, one of the Move the Sticks podcasts, people, regulars of this show, know I like to listen to Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah's Move the Sticks most weeks. They had a great interview with Luke Keekley. If you haven't gotten them or you haven't had a chance to hear an interview with Luke Keekley, that guy is a football brain. Um, played obviously in a 4-3 versus the Steelers 3-4, but he talked about the importance of the defensive line there um, and what that means and how that allows uh, the, the linebackers to play, even allows what you can do from cornerbacks as well and, and you know what, what you've got there. When you look at the Steelers of this defense, you know, what I will say is that obviously, you know, you've got Devin Bush and Joe Schobert, Joe Schobert being new, Devin Bush coming off that injury, and you get, you're having issues because of the defensive line guys like Tuit and Aluwalu out. Last year, Tuit had a, a pretty much a career year. So did Aluwalu, even at like 32, I think he, I think he turned last year. Um, you know, incredible. And then you've also seen, you know, we lost Mike Hilton. People are well aware of that. We lost Steven Nelson as well by choice. And then Hayden's out so much. That's a massive wealth of talent and leadership gone. That doesn't mean they can play like they've been playing. And when we look at the rookies, which is what we'll do as always, and I'm actually not going to give you, sorry to say, for all the college people out there, we're going to have so much time on this show to look at that throughout, you know, toward the end of this season and the off season as well and going into the draft. I'm not giving any players today. Today, we're here to focus on the rookies. Today, we're here to focus on the problems that are the Pittsburgh Steelers right now in their performances. And, and as the title of the show suggests, is do we have anything to rave about when it comes to these Steelers rookies? Do we have anything to rave about? Now, the, you know, I'll let, I'll let the show do the talking about that. But we're, in, we're certainly in an interesting situation where, where we stand right now. And so 
when I look at the pressure that this, this team is under at the moment with these injuries that are there, it's no wonder they're doing poorly. But when I get going back to that defense, is this the week, you know, he was inactive last week. Is this when we see a guy like a Buddy Johnson get some game time? Something's got to change. And perhaps putting in a couple of these rookies, dare I say it, that aren't necessarily making a big contribution. And there are lots that are making big contributions. So we'll, we'll talk about those guys. But do, do we need to consider who we're doing? We need some change. We need some energy. Uh, you know, it, something's got to give here. 41 points from the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, again, if you listen to listen to me regularly, whether it's on this show or Touchdown Under, particularly Touchdown Under, you know, going into the season, I, I said to Mark several times, because he hates the Bengals, but not just to stir him up, this Bengals team is improving. I didn't expect a 41 to 10 result. I didn't expect a 41-10 result. I thought the Steelers had a bit more, these players had a bit more pride there. I thought we could see a bit more effort, even with the injuries. I, just to get to that score was, yeah. I mean, it was 41-3, to three, really, until, you know, the last few minutes of that or the last sort of 10 minutes of that quarter um, in the fourth quarter. Not good enough. 21 points in the second quarter, you're done by that stage. You're done at 31-3. to three. You know, just not good enough. But... Let's look at the Steelers' rookies. I know there's not a lot to highlight from that game, but let's look at them anyway. You know, I think Freeman is probably the highlight there, but we'll kick off as we do. Najee Harris, uh, eight attempts, 23 yards, couldn't get anything. Uh, you know, long of five, had five targets for 14 yards off three receptions. Uh, you know, a long of 12 on the day, no touchdowns, no, no fumbles either, which is a great thing from him uh, there. But, you know, that's the highlight, that he didn't fumble the ball. Uh, you know, the guy's got to do more from him. The Steelers' run game was just terrible this, this week. There's no ifs, what's, or maybes about it. Pat Freeman with four targets, four receptions, 40 yards, you know, one TD there, long of 15. Does everything you can ask for him, from him. I'm glad we drafted him. Some people would have preferred the O-lineman. You know, Creed Humphrey is the best-ranked center um, out of all the draft picks right now, and he's one of the league's best, according to PFF as well. He's got like a grade of over 90, and it's 90.9. Um, having a terrific season there, despite the challenges that even the Chiefs are having there, although obviously their defense has let them slide in a lot of the weeks. And we'll be talking about the Chiefs in a few weeks' time when the Pittsburgh Steelers play them and they go to Kansas. Uh, but as I say, yeah, when, we're, when we're talking about, you know, Pat Freemuth, I think he's a great addition. But as I've said, particularly, you know, in Touchdown Under and again on this show, I think Pat Freemuth's value is going to be in two or three years' time, whether Ben's still here, we've got a rookie quarterback, there's another veteran, when things are firing, what he's been able to do this year, he can build upon in future years, um, you know, and, and I think he's proving that he can block as well. And that's what we wanted to see out of him. So, you know, again, hats off to Pat, Pat Freemuth. He looks like an absolute star, absolute star of a pick um you know terrific work from him there and you're on the defense and like you know what am i meant to tell you i mean you know derek uh totsuka tutska suka whatever however pronounce it uh, my apologies to him and i don't go off the commentators because the amount of times they get things wrong um you know but but two tackles there for him uh one quarterback hit i mean that's that's a that's a positive seeing the quarterback hit from him but you know again you sit there and you're like well what's the performance um you know isaiah loudman one tackle you know it's an assisted tackle train Orwood, one one tackle you know, one tackle for a loss, which is positive for him. But, you know, there were, there were issues there, um, you know, and you sit there like, okay, they're the major they're the major contributions. And, we'll, yes, we'll get to the O-line. Um, but, you know, you saw punting, 
Presley Harvin, five punts on the day. That's a lot of work for him, at least this at least his experience for him. I don't know, a big, big, big press there. If I was to say five punts, 190 yards, yards per punt of 38, long of 42. I mean, great. McPherson, we talked about him last week when we previewed the Bengals, just on the Bengals side of things. Great kicker. Thought he did well again. Should prove that. Kicked them through the game. Um, you know, really important from, from that perspective. I don't even want to go through Najee's, you know, rush yards average. I just think it's just, it's not fair to him. He needs a better O-line than this. It's, it's yeah, I, I can't, I can't even say it, but it's just, it's that, it's just that disappointing, um, you know, from that perspective. When we talk about like yards per target, it was, it was actually interesting. Like obviously Pierre, you know, led, led that from all the players in the game, but then there are a few Cincy players, um, you know, and this is where it was good to see, you know, Trey Norwood, you know, right, you know, right down the list um, in terms of, you know, the yardage, you know, that he allowed. Um, but again, he didn't play, you know, the bulk of, of the snaps. So, you know, that that's an issue there in terms of you know, I'm looking for a highlight and it's pretty hard to get one, right, when he plays 12% of the snaps. So, you know, there we go. Let's go to the O-line. We'll call it for what it is. Dan Moore, Kendrick Green, 100% of the snaps again, um, you know, so there's really no excuses there. People deciding whether it's Dan Moore, people are definitely saying Kendrick Green should move to guard. I don't think Kendrick Green should. I stick by what I said last week. I think he just needs time to develop, and I think he's being put out on an island. He's got a lot of work to do with technique. A lot of people, talk, a few different people have talked about this, whether he can get that done, you know, in the, in the off, sorry, in the few weeks to come is highly doubtful. This is going to take an off season. Um you know, to, to get to get that to groups with that. Um, I do think you're leaving Dan Moore. I think you bring in Banner, you bench Chooks. Um, I like the energy. So do I know some of my colleagues through the Slack channel for BTSC. Some people say he's a lot more angry, a bit tougher. I do too. I, I just think it's Banner in there now, right tackle. Chooks is, you know, vers- versatile guy off the bench, um, particularly with Joe Haig going on the COVID list uh, this week as well. You know, you want someone there that can be a bit more versatile, um, you know, across both the tackle positions as well. I also wonder, you know, Dan Moore did a bit at guard. I know we're right for guards at the moment, but I'd be interested to see if the Steelers working out there at all in the offseason or whether we see that in the preseason next year. It's just a thought. Um, but I'd love to see them let him, you know, keep developing as a as a tackle um, and get a full off-seasons and second off-seasons worth of work uh, in with the Pittsburgh Steelers there, including OTAs, um, get on a get on the weight plan with them um, and then the strength and conditioning plan, just, just like Kendrick Green too. Uh, Pat Framer, 76% snaps with 47 great work on the day for him uh 58 for naji um there as we say we're not going to go deep into naji we're not going to criticize him there um you know but the whole team's got to play better we've got to see more from naji i think even in the short passing game just to get some get some momentum going get some rhythm to the offense uh Loudermill played 40 percent of the defensive snaps again that shows you with aluwalu and two it out you know, these, he's a guy that, you know, you're probably seeing 10%, you know, maybe in the next couple of weeks toward late in the season, you might see him brought on a bit. He's already playing half the snaps on defense. You know, this is a guy that you really wanted to redshirt and let develop. Um, there's obviously issues with Bugs, so you're going to see him play. I think Bugs isn't, you know, earned the ire of, of Mike Tomlin there. Not surprised. Uh, Derek Tootsky, 22%. That made, that made sense with TJ back um, and having Highsmith healthy, which is great. You know, apart from that, um, you know, it is what it is. That's last week's game. 
um, from from the Steelers rookies. I've also done a bit of digging because I thought it was interesting when we talk. So I just talked you through the snap counts that they've got from last week's game, but I think it's actually interesting when you look at the snap counts overall. Um, you know, for these for these guys and and, and wider rookies as well, um, including guys that might be on IR or what have you. When you look at like the leading rusher for the Steelers, it's obviously Najee Harris, 708 yards on target to break, uh, you know, the thousand by the end of the season, all things being equal, him being healthy, you know, receiving, I think he'll break 500. You know, he's a guy that could end up with 1700 yards, you know, combined from the line of scrimmage, um, you know, for, from total total yards there. Uh, you know, so that that's exciting. I think when we, when we talk about Najee Harris, um, yeah, already broken the thousand mark. I think he could easily get that seventeen hundred mark. You know, when you also look at Najee Harris, two receiving touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns. Can he get to ten? Maybe he gets to to, to four receiving. Um, that's a positive. Najee Harris right now is the sick has played the six most snaps. Um, sorry, he's number six for the most snaps for the Steelers on offense this season with 627 offensive snaps and his first overall with all running backs. That includes guys that were drafted in any year, not just this year. Najee Harris has done a terrific job for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but Najee Harris needs an O-line, you know, and I know I'm not, you know, giving you anything crazy new there, but he does. He needs an O-line and until he gets that, they're going to have a problem. And that's why I think this short passing game, you know, for him is where we need to get some rhythm for him. I think that's one of the few things that we can do that's really going to actually help, you know, drive this team forward. And at the end of the day, like, what have they got to lose? I, I, and I say that I'm not, I'm not trying to be a smart aleck as, as well on this. They're losing games right now. They need to shake it up. They need to do something different. That that's the reality, you know, of what this of what this is right now, uh, you know. So I'm interested to see, you know, what we can do from that perspective. I mean, Najee Harris right now, as well. You know, I'm just impressed with the 41 first downs. I'm impressed with the, you know, 13 broken tackles on rushes as well. You know, um, attempts, rush attempts for a broken tackle of 15. You know, he's he will start to work through that. He will start to get better. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, yards before contact of 1.9, that puts him in a difficult challenge as well. Yards after contact of 1.7 is fantastic. Like two yards after contact in the NFL in your rookie year. Um, tremendous, tremendous from him there. But that's Najee Harris for you. Kendrick Green has played number, he's number one in the Steelers for offensive in that snaps this season, according to PFF, with 748. And he's second overall in terms of all the rookies to Creed Humphrey. Now you'd expect that. We talked about the grade that Humphrey's got at the moment, or you think he's the leading center according to PFF numbers. Another rookie. Pat Freemuth. Um, sorry, I should go Dan Moore. He's the second most offensive snaps with Steelers with 745. He's 73rd of all tackles for an overall grade. That's not the worst in the league. Um, but he's 12th in snaps uh, so far and third of all draft picks. This is a guy drafted in the fourth round. You think about guys like your Liam Eikenbergs, your Spencer Browns. You think about your yeah, Tevin Jenkins, even though he's injured. You think about your yeah, um, uh, Christian Darasaurs. You think about your Sean Slaters, your Penne Sewells, the works. He's third of all draft picks this year. That's the pressure that the Steelers have got 
you know, they're under with a rookie guy like that. Um, you know, third in all the draft picks, 12th in terms of snaps and 12th overall from tackles. You know, that's a lot of that's a lot of exposure against, you know, when he's lining up next to, a, you know, Kevin Dotson, who's definitely coming along, but then now he's out injured, uh, had a slow start to the season, according to some people as well. That's a challenge when you're Dan Moore Jr. Uh, then I look at Pat Fremuth, 10th. Um, overall out of all Titans, uh, sorry, 10th overall for offensive snaps for the Steelers, um, players, 451 snaps overall, uh, there he's 26 in the league, um, you know, in terms of snaps amongst Titans, he's second to Carl Pitts in drafted Titans from this year, but he's the 14th in grade. That's, that tells me a lot there. 26 in the league for snaps, 14th in grade. Yes, they're using him effectively. Yes, they obviously, when he's on the field, they're designing plays that are going to get the ball to him, particularly in the red zone. They're going to have to use him more. Big Ben needs the help. Big Ben needs the safety blanket. You know, I know he's already getting four targets. Or we, I think we're moving to a place where we need him to be getting 10 targets. Um, you know, and, and having a guy like Jay Sternberger on the roster as well could be interesting for them um, with Raider and Ebron um, out. Or I think if, if Sternberger can adjust, um, you know, and get, into, get to be able to maybe play over Raider, you know, I, I'm interested to look at what sort of two tight end sets they might be able to employ, assuming Jay Sternberger can show the coaches um, what he's made for, uh, you know, on the practice field. Now, looking at the other snaps for some of the players as well, uh, you know, Derek Tutska's got 115 on the season, Loudermilk 114. I mean, Quince obviously plays a lot of special teams. He's still technically a rookie. Um, you know, Buddy Johnson's played none, none. Um, you know, and, and as I say, I think it's time to activate him. Uh, big press, um, he's played 57 snaps. I think it is on the season so far. Obviously, he's all playing all those in kicking. Um, we talked about Najee Harris's 627 snaps, according to PFF. Um, Rico Bussey's none. He's on IR. It's a shame. I wanted to see some stuff out of him as well. I, I don't think he's. I don't think he can come back on the year now. Um, same as Demarcus Christmas. Uh, bring him up because it's almost Christmas, but doesn't really done anything ever for the Steelers. Uh, don't expect him to. And I've obviously mentioned Kendrick Green uh, and Pat Freemuth snaps. The guy I haven't talked about there is Trey Nord. Uh, he's 78 in grade of all league safeties and fourth um, out of the five draft picks in terms of snaps. He's a seventh round draft pick that we've asked to step up when Mink has been out with different, you know, COVID and, you know, other challenges as well with this defense. He's had to step in and do different things. So where am I going with all of this? I said, do we have anything to rave about when it comes to these Steelers rookies? And in part two, because we're almost done part one, we'll talk about the Ravens rookies. Did you expect the Steelers a team that often redshirts people or a team that brings people on or at least manages their snaps, didn't even list Ryan Shazier as the starter, didn't list Bell as the starter. Actually, no, I think it was Shazier's starter, but Bell, like Cam Haywood, you know, didn't do much his first year. Polamari failed his first year, you know, according to the fans. Are these guys failing at the fans? Because it's not, it's actually not these guys. And maybe we're giving more credit as a Steelers fan base to the rookies than having them having to step up. But this, these guys that I'm talking about, your Loudermilks, your Norwoods, I think we want to see some stuff out of Johnson, but your Dan Moores and your Kendrick Green, even though he's drafted in the third round um, there, you know, even Pat Freeman to an extent. I don't think people, like I was definitely high on him. I know a couple other guys were in part of BTSC. Most of the fan base probably wasn't though. Oh, and I forgot Cody White's 41 snaps, but, you know, it's not a major contribution. But did you expect 
this many rookies to be having like right now we have five four guys in the top 10 outside of the quarterback no you've got no wide receivers that are rookies there you've got four major contributors your best tight end your best running back your starting center your starting left tackle are all rookies and you expect the team to be a bit different from five five and one when the defense is playing terrible when you've got a top 10 draft pick that's not up to scratch at the moment when you've got a completely changed secondary uh where minka can't even go after the ball he's got to play like a fifth linebacker and that's why i say do we have something to rave about because i think we do it's going to sound a little bit, but i think we can rave about the fact we've got guys that are getting experience that a lot of guys otherwise you know in other years they wouldn't have got now yes we want to see the team win i'm not a fan of the team tanking and these guys have to step up too just because you're a rookie it's next man up mentality and I hate saying that because I don't think the Steelers are showing that that much this year. Um, and I don't want to say standard is the standard because the standard's got it. This is the standard is the standard. I want a new standard. Um, not a fan of that. But we've got to take stock in the fact that these guys are contributing. Uh, and it's going to be a bit of a wild ride. But And that's why I say we have, you know, do have something to rave about as well because these guys need to be supported by the experienced guys around them. There's guys like Schobert and Bush can't let these guys down. Highsmith, unfortunately, Highsmith and Claypool have got to step up. You know, they're second year guys, but they've got to step up. Dodson's got to get back on the field. Claypool's not going to give away dumb penalties. I, you know, I didn't hate everything he did last week. I think some people, you know, were in my mind only critical of him, but you can't give dumb penalties like that. And for Pete's sake, do not come out and talk about playing music at training mate you're lost training should be a tough you know think about think it go re-watch your teammate cam haywood's interview there like post game before he even came out with that crap about listening to music you think he was going to turn on the music uh-uh no there's very few sports where turning on music at practice helps i did track at school when i would train on the weekends they used to play they used to play music for the middle distance runners. I was a middle distance runner over the track. I found it so distracting with my, my my pace count and my breathing, you know, and that's running, right? And people get lost running to the beats of the beat of the music. People don't know a lot of people struggle to actually get run really well when there's, you know, beats of music, even if you're just going for your own casual run. Um, shout out Shield91. Hope you hope your marathon training is going real well, buddy. Um, big fan of TDU, and I think he's a big fan of War Room too. Um, but going back to these Steelers rookies, that's what I think. When, when we're talking about, do we have something to rave about? Aren't we doing that these guys are stepping up more than what we expected, and it's not worse, you know, we're not the Detroit Lions. But I want I want us to have something that the league can really sit there and actually there's players that are getting on their radar that they're raving about. Kendrick Green, make 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 yourself, you know, make people that believed in you and getting picked proud that, you know, you are the Steelers starting center. You know, give Najee Harris a chance, you know, to to really become a top 10, top five running back in this league, this O-line. They need this O-line needs to help him get there. Blood Buddy Johnson. Let us rave about, you know, the next speedy of Vince Williams. You know, big press. Get a punt there that you know sends that sends a team and allows our defense to you know into their own end zone basically and allows our defense to feast. That's what we need. Derek Tutska, who cares that you you were a nobody before coming into the Steelers in terms of the NFL? Get a sack, get a tackle for a loss, make your eight to, to, to twenty plays um, or snaps. Sorry, uh, a game count. 
That's what I want to see from the Steelers rookies. I do think they have something to rave about, but maybe at like a normal, slightly outside voice decibel, I want something that we can yell and scream about in terms of raving for them. And this is their chance against the Ravens this week. But look, that's part one of this week's Steelers Womb. Join me for part two of say we're going to preview the, the Ravens rookies. There's some interesting contributions from some of these guys. So looking forward to talking them through. Uh, and, then, and then we'll wrap it up ahead of this massive game This that really could decide whether the Steelers stay in the hunt or not this season. And we're back on Steelers War Room. I'm your host this week, the show, Matt Peverell, the host of the show that puts you in the lines of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, as they look to put together a winning roster, whether that's zero and, you know, a 500 uh, winning record or whether it's something better and they make the playoffs. So let's look at these Baltimore Ravens teams, a team that's usually known for bringing in rookies, lots of trading around the draft, has an average age this season, 27, because um, they brought in a couple of older guys like Big Al. Um, but let's look at the first guy, their first round draft pick, number 31 overall in Adafi Owe, and they traded back for him um, as well. They played 11 games. He's got five sacks on the season, 17 solo tackles. Force fumbles of three, you know, pretty terrific, um, you know, start, you know, in, in some ways, you know, for him now, he's only started one game, but he's played in 11, um, but good start to his career there with five sacks, 13 quarterback hits, five tackles for a loss, um, you know, from Owe Adafe there. Um, I think it was Jason Owe when he, um, you know, before he came into the league and then changed his name and good on him there, um, you know, from that perspective. You know, I think when you look at a guy like this, this guy is a guy that it's going to be interesting to see what happens when he takes on the Steelers. When targeted in the passing game, he's allowed three out of three, um, you know, and a, and a quarterback rating of 118 as well. Um, he's blitzed on 19 snap on 19 snaps so far this season. Only missed one tackle. Um, pretty incredible there. And he's played 66% um, of the defensive snaps. He is a guy that I think's also helped. Um, by the fact the Steelers, the, sorry, the Ravens run the ball so much. It's been tight games um, as well. So I think that's pretty interesting there. In week two, he was the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Um, he's fifth in force fumbles in the league as well. So that's something just to keep in mind. He runs a 4.3436 40-yard time. For a guy that's six foot five and 251 pounds, called in a pro football reference, that's pretty incredible. Look for him to cause real problems for the Steelers there. Um, maybe it's not every snap, as I always like to say with rookies, but it might be that he's there on special schemes. I reckon he's going to get a, a couple of quarterback hits on Ben, if not a, a sack, I'm afraid, this week. I think he's really, you know, shimming he's in, um, shimming that no issues there. I think he's really going to come after the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to look at a guy called Braden Stevens, cornerback, six foot one, 251, 251 pounds there. Um, sorry, 215 pounds back the front. Third round pick, 104th overall. I think he was the third safety cornerback drafted. Um, interesting, PFF actually listed him um, at one point as a safety when I went in to look at numbers. Odd, um, you know, but that is, that is what it is um, from that perspective there. Just looking at what he's done on the season so far. So started five out of 11 games, 
Um, he's been targeted 27 times by quarterbacks, allowing 21 completions. That's completion rate of 77.8% for 296 yards. That's 14 yards um, per completion, 11 yards per target, three touchdowns, allowing a quarterback, quarterback rating of 149.4. Um, pretty incredible there. He's had one quarterback quarterback knockdown, um, one, zero sacks, one pressure. Um, he's missed almost... He's missed four tackles on the season, which is about 8% of his tackles um, as well. He's blitzed 21 times, so interesting they're using him there, a bit like that sort of Mike Hilton role. He's played 61% of the defensive snaps and half of the special team snaps on the season so far. So it's the other interesting point um, to highlight there. I think he, as I say, um, you know, he's someone that I think you could see do a bit more this week. I think he's someone that's going to be involved a lot more um, than than the Steels might expect. So get ready, Steels fans. Um, his position number is twenty one, just like our train Nord um, there. So good luck, Ben. Uh, maybe target him, but be careful. Be careful. The next guy we're going to look at is uh, Tylon, Tylon Wallace, um, drafted there in the fourth round um, out of Oklahoma State. Uh, you know, from that from that perspective, um, you know, he's a wide receiver, uh, 5'11", 195 pounds. He's played a bit of special teams where he's uh, tackle. He's had, I think, six tackles combined um, on the season so far. He's played minimum offensive snaps. I think he's like played literally um, nine offensive, sorry, about 15 offensive snaps on the season. Um, again, look for him maybe to do something on special teams. Maybe it's something that um, they they use him in a special package or a special play against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But Tylen Wallace may not be that difference maker um, this week. Then you look at uh, Tyson Williams running back, uh, six foot, 220 pounds, a bit more closer to that power back level, 34 rushes for 181 yards, an average of 5.3 um, for one TD on the season so far. Interesting in terms of what he's been able to do um, you know, on the season so far. He hasn't done much in the last three weeks, which is interesting. Um, started off the season playing about 50% of the offensive snaps, and that's scaled off all the way down to only 2% last week in the two previous games where he earned nothing um, from that perspective perspective he's pretty good on the season so far of receptions i mean look he's been targeted 11 times um on the season so far uh and he's caught nine of those so you know pretty pretty good job from there for one td in week one again someone that's probably not going to contribute majorly but you might find that it's a scheme that then causes the Steelers you know to leak some points um from him there and say is this running back uh in tyson williams um there then you've got Dalen Hayes, fifth-round draft pick uh, out of Notre Dame, someone a pass rusher there. He's only played one game on the season, um, season so far, I believe, and I think that was on um, – I think he played, yeah, defensive snaps in week three. I'm not sure if I found out whether he's injured or not. Um, number 59, again, assuming that he is playing, you know, whether we're going to see much out of him, probably not. Um, he's not doing much on special teams either, but I do have a feeling I'm just trying to pull up the injury report that he might be injured. The next guy on my list to look at for them, which is one of the rookies, is Xavier Kelly, six foot five, defensive tackle out of Arkansas, um, undrafted, yet to play a snap on the season so far. Do we see him do something for them in this game? Not sure. Um, maybe it's on special teams. Maybe it's a depth piece. That's assuming he's starting. Then you got Ben Cleveland. Uh, ben Cleveland's obviously a guard for them, six foot six, uh, out of Georgia, big bloke, um, third round. 
uh, there, 94th overall in the draft. Let's say six foot six, 357 pounds. He's a big bloke. He's a big bopper. Uh, played, you know, about half of the offensive snaps in weeks two, three, and four. That's scaled back. He plays a bit of special teams as well. Um, I could see him playing this week, depending on what the, what the formations they want. He's number 66, like the Castro was for us. Uh, you know, so look out for him there to create maybe some running lanes for Lamar, um, you know, and, and definitely, you know, to, to give Lamar some time uh, to play as well um, and to throw the ball there, you know. And interestingly with him too, in all six games he's played, they've won. All six games he's played, they've won, whether on special teams or offense, um, you know, so that's quite interesting there. So the win in week two against Kansas, the win against Detroit, the win against Denver, the win against Indy, that big win where they came through at the death, I think, behind there, the win against Chicago. I don't know how, still know how Chicago managed to let themselves lose that game. And then last week, the win against Cleveland as well. Um, you know, so interesting perspective there. Uh, so he's definitely someone that we're going to see in the years to come as the Steelers can obviously continue to play the Ravens as one of their AFC North rivals. We've got Darius Washington, uh, safety, five foot eight, 176 pounds, white guy there out of TCU, um, played next to uh, Trayvon Morig. Um, I think Trayvon Morig was out of TCU, drafted by the Raiders um, there, but played three games in the season so far. Uh, last game he played was week 11 against Baltimore, where he played 40, sorry, Baltimore, and Chicago, where he played 40% of the special team snaps. He's played less, like season high is 8% of defensive snaps in that game. Um, he's mainly a special teams player. Whether he does something on there, who knows? He's only got one tackle. Um, he's number 29. Don't look, you know, for him to make a massive contribution in this game. Um, you know, and I think he's not helped by his size and he's only runs a 4.6, um, one 40 yard time. And the last guy we're going to look at is the other first round pick, uh, number 27th overall in the draft, Rashad Bateman, uh, you know, so 27th overall in the first round of this year's draft out of Minnesota. Pretty good wide receiver there at six foot two, 210 pounds. Um, no one, I think, a bit from his route running coming out of college. Um, he's not had a, a, a you know huge number um, of receiving and rushing yards on the season. In fact, no rushing yards. He's caught 25 receptions uh, from 38 targets. He wears not the number 12 jersey. Started in two games, played in six. Let's say 25 from 38 receptions. Um, 301 yards, averaging you know 12 yards a reception, 18 first downs, a long of 35 on the season, zero touchdowns yet. Um, yards per target of 7.9, a catch rate of over 65% at 65.8, which is a positive for him. Um, is this the rate that he does something big for them? Uh, who, who knows uh, from that perspective? His season high was 80 yards in week seven against Cincinnati um, and then 80 yards again against Miami um, in both games. You know, he caught more than 50% of the, the passes to him. Last week, he had 31 yards against Cleveland. Um, you know, he's played a varying amount of, you know, offensive snaps, but he played a season low uh, against against Cleveland there and doesn't play on special teams. So look out for number 12. I can imagine he could have a big game this week as the Steelers focus on different people um, as well. I think guys like Devin Duvernay, Herbert Brown, um, but I think Boykin's been playing a lot with them. Mark Andrews, what have you. Rashad Bateman could be the one guy that, you know, the Steelers just don't have the man manpower to cover. But with that, that's this week's Steelers Warren. Really enjoyed the, really enjoyed the show today. Really enjoyed putting it together for you. As I say, 
When you look at these rookies, you think about the Ravens being famous for their drafting in their rookies. The Steelers weren't expected to play this many rookies this season, I don't think, even though we had the salary cap issues. I didn't think anyone would have expected some of the retirements that we had, some of the changes that we had, uh, some of the injuries that we've had. Be proud of what those rookies have done. It's up to the guys that have, even the guys that were drafted last year, to come in, step in, help them out, you know, and let's, let's, hopefully they can show some stuff that we can really rave about them, you know, from this week onwards against the Baltimore Ravens. With that, go Steelers.